This is Greg Collins, Substitute Teachers Lounge. Is it finally time to talk about the new normal for substitute teachers and teachers too? Guys, I will try to make this as uplifting as possible. I don't want this to be a sad episode by any means. I just want it to be an episode where we are preparing for the future. And let's face it, if we weren't in such an unusual year, we would do we would prepare for the future every year anyway. So let's think some things through. And by the way, before I start, I'm going to let you know that I just got a new iPhone mini. Now, this will vary by individual, but they have a promotion right now through Christmas, I think, that you can get a significant rebate if you send in your old phone after you buy a new phone. Now, you have to buy the new phone up front or at least set up payments, but then they are giving you much more than what your phones were. So if you're an AT&T customer, look into that. It's just like the commercial. I got a great deal on this, so I just wanted to pass that on. I use my phone a lot for teaching. This has got face recognition on it, so it's pretty cool. But if I look in my education apps, I've got Google Classroom. I've got Google Drive, Kahoot, Khan Academy, Zoom, Bitmoji, Quizzes, Google Sheets, and even Plickers for when I play Plickers. So I really value the use of a smartphone If you're reluctant to get one, if you're stuck in your ways, I'm going to guess that there's not as many of you stuck in your ways now because you had to learn gadgets to continue teaching or substitute teaching. But I'll just throw that out there. That's a deal that if you're interested in a new phone, you might be in luck. All right, guys, let's talk about things just for a moment and where we are in education right now. Through all this time, I have actually been blessed, and I will tell you why in just a moment. And I'm talking about from an education standpoint. I do have friends and family that have been been involved with COVID-19. I don't have anybody that could not recover, so I am thankful for that. I pray that all of you are in the same situation, and I I pray for you if if you have a sick loved one right now. So, you know, it's just an unusual time in that regard. Let's go back. Let's go back to, I think, in fact, I know it was Mar- the third week of March when things just started happening. And I remember even back then, I, you've heard me say this story before. We went out for my birthday. It was March 11th. We went to see a movie, and I think we went to Olive Garden that evening. Olive Garden was, it wasn't crowded, but it wasn't so unusually not crowded that we thought that much about it. We went to the movie, and it was on a Wednesday, so I'm not even sure in a smaller town where I live if this was unusual, but we went into the theater And there was only two other people watching the movie at the same time. And then lo and behold, all of a sudden, I start getting text messages. I live in Kentucky, so you know this is basketball, college basketball country. And 
it was the week leading into the SEC basketball tournament. So, in fact, there was a game going on when I got this message. The way the SEC tournament works is that the lowest four seeds play amongst each other on the opening night on Wednesday night, kind of a play-in game. And that's what was happening. So, They played the game, and they stopped right in the middle of the game and declared that there wouldn't be any more attendance. No no fans would be allowed into the tournament. And then by within 24 hours, it was also the same way for a lot of other tournaments. Some stopped right at halftime. I remember one, maybe the ACC handed out some awards at halftime of a game because they knew the tournament was going to end at that point because of the COVID-19 situation. So we all went through that together. I remember two days later, I was teaching actually for a friend, substitute teaching for a friend who had a dentist appointment. And you know that I'm an official. So I remember that morning, not really knowing where we were going, hoping that everything would be done in a couple of weeks and we could get back to normal you know that was our mindset then we thought maybe we could get past this and maybe just a few weeks and get back to normal the teacher that I was substituting for on February 13th ironically a Friday the 13th she was very prepared and even went home that night because she was anticipating what might happen recorded a video, sent the link to me, and I was able to show that to them Friday because it ended up being what we refer to as an NTI day, which stands for non-traditional instruction, because at that point, it wasn't the normal to teach your kids through a computer. So we had in, had to anticipate that, and we also had to hand out hard copies for any students that was not able to connect on the internet from their own home. So all that was going on. I remember seeing the little middle school athletes coming in carrying baseball equipment and softball equipment, and I knew by the time that morning was over that it was for not because the KHSAA, which is our high school association in Kentucky, they canceled uh, sporting teams. I can't remember if it was a local thing that canceled first, but then KHSAA canceled. Things started getting moving around, and all of a sudden the world had changed. Now, the great thing about working with a lot of teachers and having gotten to know a lot of substitute teachers over the years, I knew they would persevere. They would figure out a way around this. It's ironic. You know, one of the most listened to episodes of this podcast I've ever had is when I interviewed Jen Stevens, the author of Fast Feast Repeat about intermittent fasting. That is one of our most popular episodes. It was that weekend when I was doing a previous episode with her. I've interviewed her twice. Her first book, or one of her first books, was Delay, Don't Deny, and we were talking about that book. But when we were Zooming, before we started or afterwards, I can't remember which one, we got to talking about, you know, what's going to shut down and what's this going to mean? Because in addition to her books, she's a retired school teacher. And we actually approached the podcast that way to talk about it from both an education and a student standpoint as far as 
intermittent fasting goes. But I remember that weekend or maybe the weekend after was supposed to be the Masters Golf Tournament, and she lives in Augusta. So it was a crazy time, but I remember at that moment we were thinking, all right, maybe uh, you know, a month down the road we'll be through this thing and we can be back to normal. Well, we know now that that wasn't the case, so it may be time now for us to start thinking about Are we in a new normal situation? Now, it's not going to be, I don't think, online forever. We've got good news from the medical, you know, pharmaceutical companies that we've gotten vaccines now that have proved positive in their results. So we hope that that is in place soon. I know in the United Kingdom, some of that has already been approved We take a little bit longer in the United States, but rightfully so. I'll I'll give them the benefit of the doubt because we want to make sure there's no side effects that affect as well. We've got that coming down. So there is as much positive news as we've had in the last eight months going on right now. And I told you that I was blessed from a teaching standpoint in this regard. I know from my Facebook page substitute teachers lounge which is now up to about 450 people i would love to that to break 500 by the end of the calendar year 2020 but i know that when i go on there i I post when there's a new episode i continue to post items from from you know now and then about i'll put polls on there and that kind of thing but i do want to try to get that more active not a whole lot of conversation right now but We'll work on that as we get into 2021, but I'm blessed in this way. Way back when our district decided the best way, since this was going on through the summer, you know, we found out maybe end of April that we wouldn't be coming back at all. It took about a month to figure that out, and we would do our best to come back in the fall. Well, that's when the administration of my district had to decide some of the things they needed to do. So one of the things they decided is to add what is essentially a permanent substitute teacher position. Each school was allowed two of those to use as they needed to get us through the COVID situation. Some of them chose to do that month by month. Some of them chose to do it in different ways. Some of them had those teachers teaching only students that chose to remain online regardless of what was going on, which in our area are called option two. If you stay within a curriculum, option three, if you're more of a self-paced type curriculum, But that's all the things we had going on. So I am blessed in this regard. The school that contacted me after I applied for one of those positions at their school, they were actually in a situation where they wanted to hire somebody full-time for the entire year. Yes, it was a full-time position, but the other schools in the area, they had the option. They didn't. My school did too, for that matter of hiring them only maybe a month-to-month basis. In fact, I had other schools contact me about that type of arrangement. Mine was for the entire year, and here's why. I fully expected to go in there and be told that even though kids would come back eventually, I would be 
teaching the ones that chose to remain online. But when I got in there, it was quickly told to me, and I assume that's because they already knew me. I'll be honest, I applied one evening, and the principal of that school called me at 9 o'clock the next morning, and I love this principal. I'm glad I was able to make her and the other administration feel comfortable that they could hire me, and I would do my best to teach those students. My situation, they told me, was going to be, I was going to be a full-fledged teacher. I had an emergency certification. It's called Rank 4. In our area, Rank 1 is the top. That is what my wife has in the fifth grade. I'm a Rank 4, which means I've done a lot of teacher training. I haven't fully gotten my teacher's degree. So that's basically what a Rank 4 is. But you do have to do a lot of things to become certified. It was probably not just 40 pages of things I needed to fill out, but 40 pages that were the results of what I needed to do. So it wasn't a quick process. It took me about, oh, at least a half a year when I finally decided I was going to do that. So they told me, you're going to get a full class. Now, full class being classes that had been divided in half from what was traditional, because we didn't want those kids to be together in as large a group. We wanted to, as much as possible, be, be able to put them in the classroom six feet apart. And I was able to arrange my classroom. If it's not six feet apart, it's five and a half, and they have masks on the whole time. But that's what they told me. I am now going to have a full class load. I was excited. I was glad. I met some of the students when they came to pick up their packets in cars. I was excited to see them. I'm glad that they smiled when they saw me. And that's what we had going on. So that was the normal in that would have been August. We decided in our area, you know, so it's March, April, May, June, July, August. We're now up to five months at that point. And we knew that this wasn't going, this problem wasn't going away anytime soon. So we split our classes up smaller. I've been teaching that class. Now, we started out virtually at first for a couple of weeks. At that time, the standard, I guess, is the number of cases that you have per 100,000. And I, I might be misspeaking this, but you know what I'm talking about. And this, the goal was 30 or below. They would let us teach in the classroom. And we were well be- below that at that time. So we did two weeks virtually using Zoom. We did, I guess it was two more weeks, maybe three of what's called, we called it a hybrid, for lack of a better word, where half of the school was home one day, the other half was in the classroom, and we taught them both at the same time while Zooming. That was our situation then. So then that went well, and our cases stayed down. So now we're learning as we go. We're all learning Zoom. I kind of became the break breakout room expert. I was able to share what I knew because this is how, you know, when I interview people for my podcast, I use Zoom all the time too. So I was able to give people some advice on Zoom. Some of them chose Zoom and went to Google Meet. Some of them went started with Google Meets because Google was so integrated in the school system, but then they went to Zoom. I never have tried Google Meets. I am totally comfortable with Zoom, so that's why I stuck with it. But 
we were doing all that, and then we had the kids back in the room. So about what's it been now? Has it been a month already that we decided the school had to decide we're over that 30 per 100,000. In fact, our district has gotten significantly above that. So we had, since then, so we had to send our kids back home and we've been Zooming ever since. So when we talk about the new normal, here's what I think nobody knows. Nobody knew in March. Nobody knew in the summer. Nobody knew when we started and had kids back in the classroom. We speculated, but we didn't know for sure what would happen a month or two down the road. So now here we are on December 6, 2020, and we're back teaching virtually. I assume a lot of you are doing that from your homes as well, that we're in a virtual situation. So what I suspect, the reason I think I was blessed is because I got hired to that full-time position, and I fully expect that had I not, and we went back to virtual, that jobs for substitute teachers would have would have dropped and probably has dropped significantly. I kept my sub-alert app open, and it never buzzes anymore, so I'm assuming since we're all virtual now that jobs, for the most part, went away for substitute teachers. So I was blessed, you know, from a continuing to work standpoint of having been hired by that school full time. And I certainly thank them for that and all the wonderful teachers that have taught me so much. And I hope that I have shared some of my thoughts with them that were helpful as well. But, you know, I I mooch off them a lot. I get a lot of ideas from them. I basically steal ideas from him. They know I am, so I, I make sure that they know up front. But that's where we are. So substitute teacher jobs are down now. We're all virtual. We hope that we're going to come out of that. But I think it might be time to talk about a bit of a new normal. When we get all these vaccines in place, now this is a different virus than the flu. In fact, I assume most of you know that even the flu shots that we take every year over the years, there's different strains of flu. That's why some of those shots are more effective one year than they are the next. And I foresee that this the shot that they've come up with for the COVID-19 virus will definitely help. It won't make it go away. It obviously won't cure anybody because it's a vaccine. Now, thank goodness we have gotten better on bringing people back to a healthy state. So I'm thankful for that too. I had some that got the virus early on, and they were very sick and came out of it. I'm blessed in that. I've got some that, some friends that have had it more recently, both in my area and outside of my area, significantly outside my area, that have come through it as well. So there's new things out there. We're improving. But here's what I'm thinking we might be headed to for the new normal. I think that when everything is in place and our rates go down, our our healthy rates get more positive, and we've got the vaccines in place and it's working, could it be that we still no longer shake hands? Maybe we don't even bump hands. What are we going to do within our schools to assure 
that we are not as sure, but to make sure that we lessen the possibility of spreading germs. Is shaking hands going to go away? Are water fountains going to go away? Will we only have now those refill stations where you physically don't have to touch anything? Are our classroom materials going to change? Yes, I'm teaching virtually, and some of the handouts we're still trying to hand out virtually, but we have issues from time to time. There's programs that you are using called Cami, and you can download other at other times with Google Docs. I've gotten to the point now that even though all students don't have a problem with it, enough do that I am trying my best to design everything that they can get into just from a through the internet and not have to worry about downloading something and it reformatting itself and being confusing when it does so. So that's probably going to be a new normal. I'm not sure, you know, how many germs were passed from handout to handout in the past that kept us sick. You know, we, a lot of us had colds as a teacher. It seemed like all the time we were in the classroom, it's probably because of that environment. So What's going to be our new normal now when we walk down the hallways at our schools when we were still attending in person, we didn't let them use their lockers because we didn't want them, you know, for lack of a better phrase, hovering in the hallway, bumping into each other. So I think we are going to have a new normal. Maybe the way we do lockers will change. Maybe the way that we emphasize going to the cafeteria will change. Maybe we won't sit as close together when we're in the cafeteria. Maybe that's going to be the new normal. Maybe our teaching devices, maybe we won't have as many handouts. Maybe that will be the new normal. I certainly think that if we're going to have handouts, we're going to be sanitizing a lot more. Will we wipe down desks and tables more often? So will we use our computers more? Will those who aren't familiar with computers, will they be left behind because they refuse to learn them over the years? And now this has become such a normal thing that they have to learn them or they just won't be as effective. Are we headed that way? Is the new normal going to include all of this? Are we going to do a lot of different things to help us keep from being sick? Yes, I think we've got a new normal. Even when the vaccine's working perfectly, even when our health, it's easier to get back to a good state of health. I think that now we are just in a situation where life will know it will still we can still make it positive. But it will no longer be the same as it was in the past. We will do different things on the ball fields, in the gymnasiums. We will do things differently in the classroom, in the hallway. We will set up events where our students come together in a different way. Maybe there won't be as many. I hope there will be one of these days. But we do have a new normal, guys. In fact... Let's all concentrate on trying our best, both around family, around students, around teachers, around everybody, to just use our heads, put ourselves in situations, probably like we should have been doing all along, where we don't 
touch things that transfer germs the way we should have, substitute teachers' lives. I hope they're going to get back to normal from the standpoint, at least, of getting everybody back in the classroom and having them be able to substitute for teachers that need the breaks for whatever reason, just as if it has been in the past. That is going to happen. I'm confident that will happen. I'm confident that we will have a new situation that we don't have right now where substitute teachers will continue to have as much of an influence and work as much as they've always have. I do see that coming, but the way in which we work, that new normal, that's what's going to change. So having said all that, I wish everyone the best. Let's take this as a positive. Yes, we're going to have a new normal, but we've had new normals in the past. We've had things change, you know, even after the major events that have happened in our country, a lot of those have changed things. We do things differently. This is no different. We do it. We adapt. Teachers are great. Substitute teachers are great. And they always figure out a way to get things done and to teach those kids. So yes, we're headed towards a new normal, but there's no reason for us to not to make that the best situation that it can possibly be. I encourage everyone out there that is substitute teaching. We will get back to normal eventually. Those teachers who, who use substitute teachers, keep us all in mind. We love to see your kids and we love to educate them. And we would love to be a part of your future going forward. So new normal, yes. But something we can't overcome, no. We'll get back in it and we'll be, you know, we'll all learn something and improve from it as well. Here's wishing you the best of health as we head into the holidays. Thanks for making Substitute Teachers Lounge so popular. I appreciate it. And we'll see you next week on the next podcast. Music provided by Ben Sound.